Welcome to Week 3 Friday, friends. As always, I am at only Sandro on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm always joined by one and only true Friday friend, Ani Shree23, also Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow us anywhere where there's podcasts, and as always, what we like to do on Fridays is just talk about us, because we like us, and uh, pop culture and fantasy football, because fantasy football is the only reason why Ani and I are friends. Ani, uh, as I introduce you, intro you back to the show, I don't even know what I'm saying right now, because I'm actually ecstatic. Because uh, today is actually a big day for us. Today's a very it is a day. big day. Yes. You like to share with everyone what today is. Yeah. So I'm not someone who goes on Facebook way too much these days. You know, it's just a lot of clutter. I've moved past it. I'm more of a Twitter guy, as are you, right? We're still on the quest to get you verified on Twitter. But I go on Facebook now and then. I really like the uh, the memories tab they have. Like, what happened on this day? Woohoo! And what happened on this day three years ago is we became Facebook friends. Yes. Yes. That, that's what's important. important. It's so important. Uh, September twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. It's a. It's like a national holiday. I mean, the the day you become Facebook friends and then you become Friday friends. It's like, you know. It's life-changing, actually. Very much life-changing. So last time we were doing Friday Friends, we kind of left off with asking people for shows uh, that they recommend, even though we are pretty much consumed with football. But I I found a new plan this year. So I I watch football all day Sunday. And then as soon as the Sunday night game is done, I start watching the one-hour condensed game. So I try to get two or three done Sunday night. Because they're like 45 minutes, to be honest. And then Monday, I'll watch the rest of the games, and then we have Monday Night Football. So I've been I've been able to get football out of the way, and I'm looking for shows. Um, I had a couple of suggestions, and the reason why I'm bringing this up at the start of the show is because Ani, uh, you know, a new month is coming up rapidly, and there are some shows that are going to be taken off of Netflix within the next couple of days or so. So I want to know. Should I binge watch Parks and Rec before it's gone in five days? Seasons yes. one through seven, they're going to be taken yes. off of Netflix. Yes, binge watch it. Yes, do it. Okay. Um, October 1st, we're losing the good, the bad, the ugly, the old Western ne- movie. Should I watch that? I've never seen it. Never seen it. All right, so maybe you want you might want to get that in uh, before the end of the month. Um, I'm trying to see. Ace Ventura, the end of October, Ace Ventura Pet Detective is being taken off. Should I rewatch that? Do you have any interest in watching that before we lose it on Netflix? I probably won't rewatch it, no. Do you know what District 9 is? No, is that a movie? Oh, it is a movie. Oh, I did watch it. I was about to say I it sounds vaguely familiar. I think I watched it. Yeah, I did watch it. Yeah. So yeah. Should I It's No, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't make it a priority. No. Uh the interview I, yes, I, funny. Watch it. Is that the one that like got all that like hacking? China, like China was trying to hack us or something. No, nah, that was the one that like got banned in a lot of places. Okay, so it has to do with like North Korea and stuff. Uh, so that, yeah, that's what it was. Magic Mike. That's that's gonna be taken off. Yes, watch it. Yes. All right, The Patriot. Yes, that's a classic. Mm, I saw Are these it. all things you haven't seen? 
think I, I think I saw the interview a long time ago, but I don't, I mean, obviously I don't remember it because I, I couldn't like ask you anything about the plot like 30 seconds ago. Um, trying to see what else is out here. Spaceballs is being taken off. I've seen that like so many years ago. Um, yeah. Sleepless in Seattle. I actually watched maybe like a month or two ago. Okay. Um, Underworld, both of them are being taken off. Underworld, all three of them. If uh, I shouldn't say all three. If there are only three of the Underworld <laughs> series, there's only three. three of them. Uh, so, yeah, we're we're losing some good stuff here. But, um, I, I mean, you and I are kind of consumed with football, where it's like maybe this isn't even that bad of a thing. Uh, but we right. are we are getting the longest yard, the nineteen seventy four version. That's, Ooh, the old school one. Yes. And Ghost Riders coming back. Ah, what have I been doing? What have I done my entire life without Ghost Rider on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have I been doing? The Dukes of Hazards, the 2005 versions coming to Netflix, so you, you can watch that. Okay, there we go. Fargo, I don't know if this is the movie or the show, but Fargo. Her. We're getting Her, her. and Gran Torino. Those are classics. Those are very good, yes. Uh, uh, you know what? I guess it's since it's Halloween. October is bringing a lot of the, the Halloween the stuff. Halloween movie. Yeah, which I have no interest in, uh, at all. I don't like the horror genre at all. I don't. I really don't care about being scared. Movie stuff. Yeah, like I don't know. Uh, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls is going to be added, though. It's weird that they're taking off Pet Detective to just bring on Nature Calls. Uh, what are all these Ace Ventura movies that they're stop? You don't like you don't like Ace Ventura? Yeah, I think we just need to stop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, it's I mean funny and all, but like the, people need to chill. There's a Netflix original Oktoberfest Beer and Blood. Mm. I have no clue what that's about. Any interest? Is that is that like a Oktoberfest horror movie? I, I don't here look I'll I'll look it up real quick but I feel like it's kind of like a documentary maybe of like battling beer fest like yep or uh oh no I guess it is a movie I have no clue I mean it comes out in in about six days so maybe I'll watch that oh it's a history yep. here we go season season one it's a history uh I don't know I don't know what it is all right forget all this stuff we don't know about. Let's talk about some stuff we do know about. Last time we were on the Friday Friends, we talked about how it, well, we wanted to talk about what it's like to share a team. We didn't get yes. to it, which is because our abilities to share a team is, is so entwined in our friendship that we don't even need to talk about it. We already know what Correct. moves to make. Like, I would say the way we share a team, it, it rivals our friends Glenn Colton and Rick Wolf. You know, they always take pride in being the guys who can share teams, you know, and do well. I think we rival them. I do too because they have defined roles, right? Like Rick is the numbers guy, super into the numbers. Glenn is just smart in in, in various subject matter. Um, yes. So where Rick Rick loves to like rely on the numbers and the trends, Glenn is just kind of looking at things like, well, this is these are the facts. He he like knows facts right. before they they come true. Us, right. we're we just we compromise uh, based on just how much we text the same name over and over. 
Correct. So like Correct. I, I could like if I really loved, we'll use Drew Sample, right? Because he's a hot topic right now in the tight end position. Yeah. If one of us texted about Drew Sample a couple times, or if we go through our timeline and you saw like you or I were talking about Drew Sample, then we'd be like, all right, it's very passionate about him. It's not the worst play. It won't ruin the team. Like it's it's not like I'm either of us is ever suggesting to drop. Patrick Mahomes for Drew Sample, they're mainly players that we aren't playing on the bench, and it's like, all right, we'll take the risk. Worst case is it's wrong, and then we'll just hit. We're very active on the waiver wire, too, so we're okay with adding and dropping players, uh, you know, at a whim, uh, as long as it's not our core team. So uh, 100%. That's basically it. Uh, we We don't have any issues with the other person's, like, preferences which you know that that could be something hard to get through if you're with a friend that you know you you guys are i don't know uh let's say one is a diehard washington football team fan and the other one's a diehard saints fan but and those two fan fan bases you know those are the only players they want to play that's not thinking logically that's just oh well i really like this team so we don't i don't on the team that we own together this year, I don't think we have anyone on from either team on our roster. Well, we just dropped the Washington defense, right? But we played them in week one where they gave us uh, the top scoring defense of the week yes. against the Eagles, right? We didn't play them after that, so it paid off, right? It's we're not. It's I didn't pick them up and play them week one because – and if you look back and listen to the Friday Friends from a couple of weeks ago, which you can do on wherever you guys listen to your podcast, Stitcher, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, whatnot, you can go and listen and talk and hear how I said the Washington defense is my favorite play in DFS this week and season long because of how banged up that Eagles offensive line is and how good the Washington front seven is. They could cause havoc. And what did they do? They caused havoc. So you're welcome. Yeah, and uh, I mean, right now we have the Chargers in there going up against Carolina. I, I don't know how we got them. Um, I, I guess you and I are only looking at the mat. We're the only team looking at the matchups. So uh, I'm just excited that we do have them, especially this week in particular. Uh, as much as today is my favorite day because it's our, our Facebook anniversary. Yes. Uh, this is also my least favorite week of the year because we're going up against our best friend, Lisa Ann in her own league, and Correct. this is the one week where we cannot be friends with her. Yeah, we can't. She's 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 not a Friday friend today. Today, no. Sadly. Not she's until not. Tuesday morning. We have to put yep. the friendship on hold. Uh, and it's th- those are just the laws of fantasy football, right? You, ca- you cannot yeah. break the law. It's not right to break the law, so we are following laws here. Uh, sorry, Lisa Ann. We, uh, we just can't be friends with you. Till Tuesday morning. Correct. And um, if you're listening, Lisa, and if you do listen, uh, FYI, we are blocking anybody that you could pick up at the quarterback position actively right now on the waiver wire. Yes, we we are not making this uh, easy for you in, in any way. It doesn't matter. In any way. We don't want to make it easy for you in any way. No. Because we're not friends with you till Tuesday. Correct. Uh, any, any, uh, any news standing out in the NFL right now? You. I mean, yeah, when it comes to news, um, I like how the 49ers already ruled out George Kittle for the week. Yes. That's that's huge, you know, because I didn't want to wait till Sunday to see if George Kittle is going to play. Um, 
whatnot. Uh, I mean, we had a Thursday night game last night, right? And it looks like James Robinson on the Jaguars is the real deal. And my boy Ryan Fitzpatrick went into Jacksonville and absolutely just dominated that game. He spread the ball around, touchdown passes to Preston Williams and Mike Gusecki. Jordan Howard vultures it from the one, and he Fitzpatrick runs one in himself. So sucks that Jordan Howard got in and not Miles Gaskin because I know a lot of people picked up Miles Gaskin, and if you haven't already, you're a fool. You're a Friday fool because I have him in almost all my leagues where I was able to get him. Um, Gardner Minshew looked awful. So if you streamed him this week at the quarterback position, you are off to a bad start already week three. So my my only thing, though, is like last night I feel like wasn't – I mean, it's like your normal Thursday night game. It wasn't supposed to be good. And I feel like the masses just hyped it up because of the beard mm-hmm. and the mustache. Like, look, James Robinson, um, he does have the most – like out of recent players um, – he has the most uh, – what's the stat that I had? So, uh, with 300 yards from scrimmage in the first three games, or over 300, he has the most, right, in recent history. So, 339. Um, but they faced um, – I don't I, I kind of feel like it's it's been, like, easy for them in the beginning half of the season. I don't know if I'm sold on James Robinson yet. And – that might just be me being skeptical because I'm normally skeptical about rookie players. But listen, if if you're a, if you're a Saquon Barkley, Raheem Moster, or Christian McCaffrey owner who also happens to have James Robinson, you're ecstatic, right? You your are first week without your star running back, and you just got thirty points. I, I yes, I didn't get him though. I didn't. I don't have him anywhere. And and if you look at the rest of their matchup, I mean they're. They're going up against Cincinnati. Great matchup against the run. Houston. Great matchup for the run. Detroit. Great matchup for the run. We just saw David Montgomery run all over this Detroit team a couple weeks ago. So, And Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had, what, th- four touchdowns and like 600 yards against the Lions last week? So th- he's got a three great games coming up for James Robinson. But as a James Robinson owner in a league where I also have Chris Carson, James Conner, and Joe Mixon, he's my perfect sell-high candidate, right? I am trying to ship him away now and try to get back a Tier 1 wide receiver or Tier 1 tight end where I could use help at the position. Or, listen to this, what should I do, Sandro? Should I trade him away, sell high, get great value for him, like maybe like a Travis Kelsey? Or, in this league, we do keepers. And I got James Robinson off waivers after week after before week one even started, so after the draft, so I would be able to keep him as a sixteenth round pick next year. If do you, I keep do I keep him on my team for the keeper value or do I sell high? If you trade him, can that person keep him at a sixteenth value? Yes. Uh so. Which is another incentive that I would throw in, obviously, for mm-hmm. like a tier one player. I could be like, listen, you can keep him next year for a 16th rounder. Do you know? Do you understand how valuable that is? Yeah, I would. I would only settle for a tier one value. Um, other than that, there's no loss in keeping him. Right. 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 There. There really isn't. Like, so here's another question: 
he get like we said, he's got three great matchups coming up, right? Cincy, Houston, Detroit. Do I keep him on my team until he plays those three teams and then sell high? Or is is it just now? Just I, go. I would I would put him on the trading block. Yeah. See what I can get see for him. See what you can get from him. And each week it will just prove more and more. Like see especially the people that bite, right? I would I throw it out to the people that lost Saquon. Maybe Christian McCaffrey, maybe depending on how panicked they are, if they didn't get Mike Davis, uh, I would just throw. He would be on the trading block, right? And and then whatever right. you can get, and then each week, if if the trend continues where he's crushing it, then I mean each week it's just more and more ammunition to say, well, you know, you weren't willing to give up this guy now, but I mean, you're missing out on all these weeks, right? So okay, you're in a good spot. Anyone with him. You're in a good spot. If you have depth and the running back position, you're you're in a good spot. I don't have him yep. anywhere. Um, part of it was I don't I, look. I think the Jaguars are going to win five games, uh, but that was <laughs> that was including winning last night. Now I don't know. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But he's he's the only one producing on that team consistently. Yeah. All right. So a couple more news items here. Julio Jones game time decision for week three against the Bears. That's something we definitely have to monitor. We have Julio in the league we co-own together. I have Julio in a couple other leagues. So that's kind of scary. Jimmy G already ruled out. Nick Mullins starting for the 49ers. Jamison Crowder has been ruled out for week three against the Colts. Buffalo Bills news here. This is kind of a big one. Zach Moss ruled out against the Rams. A lot of Devin Singletary this weekend, folks. A lot of Devin Singletary. And we'll talk about the running back position in DFS coming up here in just a little bit. And we'll see if Singletary sneaks into our lineups as a potential value option. Michael Thomas is probably not going to play this week. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports. And that's pretty much the latest news right now. Uh, do you want to dive into this DFS late here, Sandro? Sure. Let, let's just – and the way that we normally do DFS is um... – I really just throw to Ani to see what his brain is at because Ani is a lot – he's more sensible than I. Whenever I bring up a player, it's usually nonsense, except for, like, the first, like, two or three guys I bring up. Those are usually chalk. Hey, um, we – hey, we, we missed week two last week. We were both busy on Friday. We couldn't record the pod. But week one, we smashed with our picks, man. I just want to put that out there. We said Josh Jacobs was a core play, right? We said he was in our lineups. What do you do? Three touchdown game. Our value defense was what? Washington defense absolutely yep. smashed. And we loved we loved Calvin Ridley. We loved the entire Falcons team. You were all over Cam Newton week one. You said that was your value quarterback. I liked Stafford, and you said you liked Cam. What did Cam do? Two rushing touchdowns. Cam was an absolute beast. Yeah. And I said don't sleep on Aaron Rodgers. So it was it was a very good week one for us. But, you know, week two, I had a terrible, terrible tinker moment, Sandro. At 12.45 p.m. Eastern, my lineup was looking fantastic, if you know what I mean. Like, yes. I, I could not be happier with my lineup. I had Dak Prescott in there, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. I played um, – who did I play at tight end? Uh, Jordan Reed at tight end. I was like – I was feeling real good, right? Where did it go I wrong? Had, I had Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper in my wide receiver spots along with um, – can't remember who my third wide receiver was. Doesn't matter. At the last second, I swapped Ridley and Cooper for Gallup and Julio. Oh no. Uh yep. That's about like a solid fifty point swing there. Yes. Uh yeah, that's not good. 
I, yeah, I understand that's not good. It was absolutely tragic. So my lineup ended up with, uh, let's see, who my third wide receiver was. I had Allen Robinson in there who kind of put up a stinker. Um, but Dak at 43.8, Jonathan Taylor at 22. You know, I played Colts defense at almost min salary at 2,500, had 15 points. So, like, if only I kept Cooper and Ridley in there, it would have been a big day for me. But I didn't. So now we know what? We bounce back. We look at week three, and we we stick to the process. The process was correct, right? That's what matters. That That's all that matters. And, I mean, last week, I mean, my best lineup scored 195. That's um, that's huge. And I had Kyler, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, who missed time, still scored over twenty-one points. Yeah, uh, dude, t- that, he was he was a beast. Tyreek Hill, um, Larry Fitzgerald was just a cheap play. Uh, he got twelve points at one percent ownership in this GPP. Um, where where I went, like this is this is my guy this year. I think he's he's gonna have a an over a thousand yard season. Robbie Anderson Uh-oh. in this offense. Wow. He scored 21 points um, last week because he, he's just getting – he gets 100 yards. And DraftKings, it's, it's, that three-point bonus is so great. He would have more points if he didn't fumble. Yeah. Um, and then where I went wrong was with this lineup, I had the Rams D, who I, I was kind of all in on. Um, I, had, I was split between Rams and Colts. And if I just had the Colts defense in this one, I mean, that would have been obviously yeah. a way better day. Um, but – just to start us off with quarterbacks uh, before, you know, because we're, we're going to get done, you know, around 3 o'clock, so I don't want to waste too much time talking about the past. In honor of the backwards cap, I like Carson Wentz this week. Oh, in honor of the backwards cap. And it, it, Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, the logic behind that is, like, this is it, right? Like, if he has another stinker, we might have to start thinking about a quarterback change in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I mean, like, Owen, Owen, three, three stinkers from Carson Wentz. I think you start getting Jalen Hurts some first team reps, you know, in practice. See what the kids got. Yeah, I look fifty eight hundred going up against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati has some issues on defense. Uh, you know, which is. It helps the Eagles who have had offensive line issues, even though their offensive line is slowly coming back. I, I just look at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is athletic. He the wide receivers aren't there. I I could see him like, you know, throwing a couple of touchdowns and rushing one in just to try to save the day. Like putting this is a game where he's just gonna put his body on the line if he has to. He might not walk out of the game uh, you know unscathed and he might end the game injured but before he gets injured he's gonna he's gonna at least make an impact uh yeah because he's just gonna put his body on the line and that's this is just a gut feeling i I like the price and i think he can bring back value close to 20 plus points um for 5800 i i just really like the matchup yeah and i mean i think we can't ignore the top two prices right top two player price here russell wilson and dak prescott i don't think you can go wrong with either right I'm just not someone who pays up for the top position at the court uh, for the top price player at the quarterback position. I just think I would rather spend my money on other positions because we can find value. And my favorite value option, you like Wentz at 5,800, and we're looking at DK prices. Me and Sandro play pretty much exclusively on DK. Sponsors. I don't think I've looked at Fanduel in about a year. Yeah, I only so, I, I play Fanduel for baseball because you only have to choose one pitcher. 
when it comes to yeah that's smart one point ppr so that's why yeah i I played dk yeah so i can't ignore the guy that's just a hundred dollars less than wentz this week man mitch trubisky i mean look who he's playing the atlanta falcons who in back-to-back weeks have given up huge fantasy numbers to russell wilson and dak prescott so at Trubisky's had a pretty decent start to this season, right? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with the Mitch Trubisky Allen Robinson stack this week. I I I really like that pairing. Um, the, I just have a problem with Mitch Trubisky. Like this is this is where as a DFS player you need to. It's gross. You, it's yeah. gross. I know. I know. You I feel gross discon- doing it. Yeah, you need to disconnect the the reality from what the game is because this is it's a game, right? Uh, I I love the price and the pairing. I just he's not. Let's just say this in in the quarter contents contest when I max it out, he'll be in a couple of lineups, but he's not going to be in the core that I I start off with uh, because as basically my process is as I build lineups, I start with. What's the best possible lineup combination I could build? And then I make variations of that. And then since it's like 20 lineups, it gets to a point where it's like, all right, here's where the creativity starts kicking in. And then like last week, I it, it totally failed. But I had Tarod Taylor in my lineup. And I, in a, in a couple, like two, two or three lineups towards the end of my build, because I was like, well, I mean, just in case he throws three touchdowns, I, I had Austin Eckler. I'm like, it could be a pass to Eckler, right? So Now, I, listen, on that point with Terod Taylor, right, the doctor punctured his lung when he was trying to give him an injection. The doctor's probably going to get sued. Yeah. Could you sue the doctor because your DFS lineups <laughs> didn't cash because of what he did to Terod Taylor? I, I think you might, have, you might have to look into this. I, sh- I should. I should start I like a class I think you might have to look into lawsuit. this. Um, yeah. Uh, but before I go to Trubisky, we talked about the top priced guys, Russ and Dak. Um, I mean, if you want to pay up for, for talent, right. Why not go with Kyler over them at 68? Yeah. I mean, well, there, there you go. See, this is why people should also listen to you, Sandro. See, I saw Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott and I got all starry eyed and I was like, I couldn't stop looking at them. But if you look just a little bit below them at sixty eight hundred, you got Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, and look, Cam Newton, he's he's a hundred dollars less than Kyler. I would go, I would go Kyler over Cam because I'm just not. I, I like Cam, and and I'm not a Cam hater. I I think he's very talented. I'm just not impressed with with the lack of passing touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like it, it's a little gimmicky. To say, hey, we're gonna get down at the, within three to five yards, and we're just gonna run it with Cam. It's just, it, it gets a little bit. Um, it, if it works, it works, right? I mean, the guy could. Right. He's basically a running back, right? It's kind of like the Lamar Jackson in the first round theory of, well, I'm gonna draft Lamar Jackson because he's a ru- he's a running back who throws for X amount of yards and X amount of touchdowns. I kind of would prefer the Kyler end of it where he's throwing touchdowns, but he's also making plays and scoring on the ground as a secondary, if that makes sense. Like Cam is rushing first, passing second. Kyler's yep. throwing first, pa- rushing second. And for $100 here's, more, I like that. Here's my problem with Kyler Murray, and I don't know why. I really don't know why. There's something in my brain that's just telling me to stay away. 
I really don't know what it is. It's just something's telling me that like the Kyler implosion is coming and it might come here in week three. But so right? like he, he got a cake matchup against Washington. This Detroit team has had a had a, they had a heartbreaking loss in week one when DeAndre Swift dropped that ball. They lost, they got absolutely destroyed by Green Bay in week two. They're going on the road here in Arizona. Could get destroyed again, but like I feel like 0-2 football teams, for some reason, they will play extra hard because 0-3 is just a bad look. You know what? Like Back-to-back losses, you're going to play with everything you've got, right? You're leaving it all on the table here. You're, you're trying to save your coach's job because 0-3, your coach is officially on the hot seat, which is why I think teams like Detroit, Minnesota this week, Houston are going to be playing to the potential we know they can play at. Minnesota is not this bad. <laughs> Like they should, they shouldn't be this bad. Well, Houston shouldn't be this bad. But I, I agree with Houston. I think people have figured out the gimmick of the Vikings, and they don't have. I mean they they don't have that second wide receiver anymore, and their gimmick think, is run, 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 play action to Thielen in the same like crossing route every single time. It's like it's like playing Madden against your friend who 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 only knows like three plays. Well, when you pay all that money for a quarterback in Kirk Cousins, who's one, not good, and then you pay all that money to a running back in Dalvin Cook, who's, I get it, good, but, like, you have a backup in Alexander Madison who is just as good at that position, and as we've seen, you can replace a running back very easily in the draft every single season. When you make foolish, foolish decisions like that, and not pay guys like Stefan Diggs, who's tearing it up in Buffalo, instead you give all this money to Adam Thielen, and then draft Justin Jefferson, who hasn't shown anything yet. This is why you're a bad team. Yeah. This is why you're a bad team. You're a foolish, bad team. No sympathy for the Vikings. You know what? Screw that. The Vikings won't be playing hard this week. <laughs> They're going to get absolutely destroyed, which is why I like D- Derrick Henry in all my DFS lineups. So uh, before we'll move on to running backs in a second, and just to kind of tag out of the Kyler Murray thing, I agree at a certain point, these guys, especially the top, like, third, uh, top fifth in DFS, right? I don't really like to pay up for, for quarterback either, but with Kyler, I still think he, I think he'll have a good game against Detroit. I think next week he'll have a good game against Carolina. He'll have a good game against the Jets after that. The implosion's going to start week six and seven when he goes against Dallas and the Seahawks right before their bye. So those are the two weeks I'm not touching Kyler, but for the next couple of weeks, I as long as Kyler isn't the top price guy and he's Sub 7,000. Listen, the reason why I'm staying off of Kyler Murray is because of the running back. I think this is the Kenyon Drake week. I think all those rushing yards we think Kyler's going to get is going to be given to Kenyon Drake. But, okay, but we're doing, let's say we're doing a multiple roster build here. What, yeah, if we got if we're doing multiple, see, I'm a I'm a one lineup guy. I'm a single entry kind of guy, right? So like whatever I tell here, that's exactly what I'm putting in my one lineup. And my so yeah, and my my Kyler, my the the my reasoning for Kyler is he can get the 300 yard bonus for passing, and he can get the 100 yard rushing bonus, and that six right. point bonus it's a free touchdown basically. Like you're. You have a player this week that could get you. He could throw for three touchdowns and then get a free touchdown on top of it. 
Like that, I just hey, for, love but the for eleven hundred less, you've got a running be- running quarterback in Mitch Trubisky who can get you the same thing. But the interceptions, like the Mitch interception, like I I don't know Mitch. There's just something about like and look, I'm not saying no because like we just talked about it. I'll I'll put Mitch in a lineup and lineup too. I for the price though, going back to I like Carson. Then I like Carson Wentz, uh, who's only a hundred dollars more. This is my very realistic prediction for Mitch Trubisky this week at 5700. He's gonna throw three touchdown passes and rush one in. Well, then you got a lot. And it. That's that's exactly that is what, my realistic prediction for Mitch Trubisky, and that's week. that's my that's where I think Carson Wentz could be as well. So I like you and I are thinking yeah. it's and they're priced the same. So uh, the the moral of the story for Week Three Friday, friends, play Mitch or Carson Wentz, and then you could. I need to take I need to take a picture of this lineup I put together right now because I tend to do a lot more lineups. Like I do better with my lineup building on a Friday than I do on a Sunday when I tinker and read all this news and I mess it all up. I need to take a picture of this lineup right now. So then I don't mess it up come Sunday, and I at least enter this lineup into contest. I, I do that all. I do that because I've been burned. Uh, we'll move on yeah. to the running back position. You said Derrick Henry. I like. It. I think I think Henry and Cook are in play. I, I think they're both in play. Seventy eight hundred and seventy six hundred. Same team or same game. I mean, so Josh Taylor, uh, J- Jonathan Taylor. I think I'm not playing him this week. He's at seven k. Seven k. I mean, versus the Jets. I think this is a game where it, the Colts are just going to lean on the run if they can. It, like, and so for him to go 2x uh, like is like a bare minimum. I mean, you want him to go more than that, but like he's going to get 14 points. I Listen, just, I absolutely love Miles Sanders at 6,400, which is why I'm willing to pay down 600 from Jonathan Taylor to get Miles Sanders into my lineup instead. Hey, and then even to go further down than that, I think Mixon could have a good week at 5,900. Uh, same game. Um, it, it's it's kind of one of those weeks where you need to do something. Um, it's at sixty seven. I love me some James Conner. You know me. I'm obsessed with James Conner. We're we love this Pittsburgh offense, right? Yeah. And Houston this year has been abysmal against the run. And James Conner, oh, he's gonna split carries with Benny Snow. Hey, get the hell out of here! Yeah. This is a bell cow running back, James Conner. First down, second down, third down. Two minute hurry up offense. End of the game to ice it. James Conner is the guy. I am playing James Conner in my lineups, and a guy that gets slept on. I feel like every week, it's Chris Carson, right? What do you think of Chris Carson this week? Sixty six hundred. He's playing against the Cowboys in a game that should be a shootout. He's been involved in the passing game so much this season. And on DK, where it's full PPR, I feel like he can't be ignored. No, I think it's really good value uh, for a guy that, you know, people... So, I think people sleep on certain players because of the the injury tag. But, I mean, they're going to... He's a player who's going to ball until he gets injured. So, if... If you're gonna get him for sixty six hundred, I mean, he could get, he could get six points alone in in catches. Technically, yeah. like I mean, he he's part of the he's part of this offense, which is only highlighting three players. Correct. It, you know, and we and when I say three players, I'm not counting Russ. It's it's Metcalf, it's Lockett, it's Carson. That's that's the team. And listen, as much as I love paying up for Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook this week. 
there are there is a lot of good running backs in this six K value, right? We just mentioned some James Conner, Chris Carson, 6,600, 6,700, Miles Sanders at 6,400, and Kenyon Drake, baby. Ooh, baby, 6K, Kenyon Drake. Time to eat. Yeah. Time to eat. Yeah. And then sub 600 as uh, 6K. I mean, I'm looking at Mixon. I'm looking at David Montgomery. Um, uh, it, it's We play full point PPR. I mean, Mike Davis at five. I mean, he could get eight catches again, right? That's eight points. Yeah. Um, Antonio Gibson at 4,700. I mean, he could get five catches. Like, some some of these guys, because it's DK, I'm looking at catches to kind of get them to just get to their base of whatever their price is at. And then in GPPs, I'm putting um, uh, Chase Edmonds in because there's just it, it's it's we're it, we're three weeks in, and this is the time when teams start to do a little bit of the tricky stuff, right? And Chase mm-hmm. Edmonds has been out on the on the field. Uh, just he was a he's blocking for Kyler Murray. A lot of these early weeks, they're setting up the same plays where they could play do a different variation later on in the year, right? Because your teams are looking at film. There's no preseason, so the preseason is the first three weeks. So you're going to see yeah. some. That's why the the Rams to me are kind of intriguing because they do the same formation over and over and over, and you don't know what they're going to do. Last week was Tyler Higby three times. This week could be Robert Woods for three touchdowns. Next week, yeah, it could be Cooper Cup. So they're they're um, you know other than that I'm not really big on anyone else on this slate. Um, I'm I'm I just talked about the Rams. I'm kind of avoiding that backfield. I don't know what they're going to do. David Johnson, I like him as a talent. Fifty four hundred going up against Pittsburgh. Unless you're going to put this guy out wide and make him a wide receiver half the time, I don't know what he he is. Austin Eckler against Carolina, I would say oh, okay, yeah. I mean he's he's almost seven K. So but you know. Uh, Oh, how about here's some value I'm going to throw at you. All right. Let me know play or pass. All right. Because you said Edmonds at 4,600. Yeah. Antonio Gibson at 4,700. Yeah. I said he's in play because he could get get value with just catches. And we talked about Singletary earlier, right? 4,900. No Zach Moss against this Rams defense who has not looked good against the run. McKinnon, who's been catapulted into the starting role with the 49ers at 4,900. Jeff Wilson at 4K. Jeff Wilson for me is GPP. If you're building. Uh, five lineups or more. I, I, I mean, it sounds like McKinnon's the guy. We have seen Jeff Wilson in the past, but it's like there's other value out there that it's like why, why even bother with a timeshare when this isn't a this isn't a week I'm paying down at the running back position. Not really. No, it's not. Like, no. like I said, the yeah. Chase Edmonds is really just I, I'm building twenty lineups, and I, I mean it could happen. He could he could rush for fifty yards, get two catches, and he could score, and you're getting yep. value there. 100%. All right, so uh, you can follow us on Twitter at OnlySandro, at OniStreet23, and as obviously we are live streaming on Twitter, and I'm looking at the latest news and notes as well. Matt LaFleur saying that Devontae Adams is doubtful for Sunday night against the Saints and the Packers for, so for season long. That's something to definitely watch. Juju Smith-Schuster putting in a full practice today, so real, he is good to go real quick, on Sunday. Um about 15 minutes ago, LaFleur said this was uh, Bill Hubber from Sports Illustrated tweeted out, LaFleur will give Adams, quote, the rest of the week, quote, to get ready. To see, to uh, see where he's at. Yep. Yeah, so I I don't – it's like 
And Kenny Kenny Galladay has just said he's not 100%, but hopes to play in week three against the Cardinals. So, yeah. These these big-name receivers, man. Julio, Devontae, and Galladay. Three big names to watch. Michael Thomas, I get I'm understanding he's still questionable, but he's on the outs, right? He's on the outs looking in, so... Um, that's not going to, all right. So let's move on to the wide receiver position right here. Right. Yeah. Uh, if Julio doesn't go, does Ridley become an absolute must play or is Russell Gage the guy we look to in DFS? If Julio doesn't play, I don't think either of them are must plays. Okay. I, I would, I would lean towards Hayden Hurst at that point. Yes. Yes. Now you're speaking. My language, even son, though, even bro. though we're t- we're talking wide receivers, so but I I don't like Calvin's price at seventy two hundred without a Julio Jones. That just means he's the focal point. I'm not saying he can't dominate. It's just that I prefer to go down to Lockett at sixty four hundred. Oh, Ooh. that's my guy this week, right. Tyler Lockett. I that prefer- is my guy this week, all over the Tyler Lockett at sixty four hundred. Yeah, man. I, I prefer. Sh- Juju at sixty six hundred. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer DJ Moore. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm not. I I, I prefer other number ones. Um, I mean you could even argue for Amari Cooper in, in this game. Uh, you know where Dallas is going at Seattle. Um, so no, I'm not. I'm not looking at Julio or Calvin Ridley this week. Even though Calvin has been, yeah, he's been crushing it. I've been. I play him. In, I haven't. Have him in my dynasty league, and I haven't been some season long. So picks. the Alan, three wide receivers I have right now, right, they're all similarly priced: sixty two, sixty three, sixty four. Allen Robinson, because I I love him paired up with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I got Tyler Lockett because I need a piece of that game. I need a piece of that Seahawks Cowboys game. It's gonna be a shootout, and I'm all over Tyler Lockett. And at the moment, I've got my boy Cooper Cup right, sixty four hundred. I absolutely uh, sixty three hundred. I'm sorry, absolutely love it. Do I play Cooper Cup or do I downgrade to 5,500 and play Michael Gallup? So I get two sides of that Seahawks-Cowboys game. Play Michael. Michael Gallup is like partially locked in for me. Um, this okay. is his week. It like the, Every other wide receiver has had their day. And if you look at Gallup's stats, if, he's had, if he had a touchdown in one of those games, you'd be like, oh, Gallup's having a great year. It's the fact right. that he he hasn't scored yet. I think this is the time. Someone that I'm 100% avoiding, and I'm I'm only bringing this up because uh, I'm worried that people are going to be going off of coach speak, and it, it really concerns me because I don't believe a, a, any of this. But Curtis Samuel is a trap this week. No, he's, it's a trap. He's It's a trap. He Yes. Uh, you have coach speak about how he's going to be more involved. No, I've watched... I've watched every Carolina game. He he does nothing. It legit does nothing. He's out there for almost every snap, so don't be tricked by snap share. He go he does a f- couple of fake jet sweeps, like he doesn't get the handoff, and he he's just he just takes up space. The the play he doesn't do anything. Robbie Anderson is the answer. DJ Moore is the answer. He he's nothing. Like they're, they're <laughs> like he legit does nothing. It, it's it's sad. Like he he can't he can't get any more involved in the offense because he has nothing to do with the offense. So don't be trapped by Curtis Samuel. Okay, so our our good friend Phil Backert, who is a who is a Friday friend, true and true, one of the core Friday friends here, 
listening to our show right now on Twitter at onistreet23 at onlysandro. Sends me a message. Rookie wide receiver C.D. Lamb led the team in receiving yards, 106, and tied Amari Cooper with nine targets. For a second straight week, Lamb did his damage from the slot. That means he's going to see plenty of action next week. The Seahawks have allowed the most targets, receptions, yards, and passing plays of at least 15 yards to the slot in 2020. You get a $100 discount from Gallup to C.D. in DFS this week. I'm playing them. Done. Phil Backer told me 5,400, locked it in. C D Lamb. Boom. I'm still going. Boom. I'm still going Gallup. All right. You gallop your way to Gallup. I will take C D Lamb, who's going to become a goat by the end of this weekend. So, Lamb to goat status for C D after this Sunday. And that's all because of our boy Phil Backer. So, let's move on to the tight end position. Well, oh, wait, wait, wait. Real wide quick. Receiver. Before- you like value plays at wide receiver. Yeah, so instead of CD, I'd prefer to have Deontay Johnson, same exact price. I don't. Continue. I, I, I prefer. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm not risking anything on the Jets. I don't know what they have there. Um, dart throw. You talked about Minnesota earlier. Uh, Ola BC Johnson. Nope. All right. Next. Uh, I, I think a true dart throw is Anthony Miller who dropped touchdowns last weekend, but in this high-scoring game against the Falcons, if you don't play Allen Robinson, I think maybe Anthony Miller's the way to go. But I'm going I'm going Allen Robinson, true and true. I think I think Darius Slayton at 4,900 and Golden Tate at 4,500 are your true wide receiver values this week. Uh, I don't I don't disagree with that. Uh, I mean, I like Slayton at 4,900 a lot. I like Mike Williams. At 4,300 uh, against Carolina. I mean, Carolina is a, t- a defense you're targeting against. And at 4,300, I mean, Mike Mike Williams' deep threat ability to get, you know, basically one play can score a touchdown. I, that brings back value. You don't like your guy, Dontrell Inman? No love? Uh, who? Dontrell Inman. <laughs> He's on yeah, your, we- your football team um, for 3,100. What about KJ no. Handler? Let, let's talk about it. Oh, oh, why'd you say it? That was going to be my guy. Oh. My my guy this year in that Denver offense. He's going to outproduce Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, all these other bums on the Broncos is my boy KJ Hamler. I picked him up in a lot of deep leagues, you know, 14 team leagues, just super deep leagues. I picked up KJ Hamler. He's min salary at 3K. I might have a lineup with KJ Hamler. And if you're Ani and you're stacking uh, Trubisky, I guess you can play Mooney too. Uh. Oh, from from the great University of Tulane, Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I won't be doing that. But KJ Hamler, I'm telling you right now, my hot take here on the Friday, friend, September 25th, 2020. Before anybody else has it, I don't care if people. I can ask Phil Backard. I messaged him a few days ago. KJ Hamler is going to outproduce everybody on this Denver offense. He's my guy. Lock it in right now. All right. Save the tape. Save the tape. I, I'm happy you said that because I have him in Dynasty. And yes, trade him to me. So no, different league, but uh, all right. <laughs> but uh, we will quickly get through tight end because I I don't really like a lot of the options this week. Uh, we both agree on Hayden Hurst though at 4700. Yes. That's yeah. Yes. Um, is there anyone else that stands out? I mean, he might just be my lock, 
lock it in. Price is okay. See, I mean, John God, Smith, is, I like. Well, this is like the Phil Backard edition of Friday Friends, right? Because he's always told me he doesn't pay down at tight end, and he's been cashing a lot because of that. Mm-hmm. So I really want to go Drew Sample at 3,500. That's where the value is just screaming at me, right? He got a lot of targets from Joe Burrow last week. We saw Tyler Higby score three touchdowns against this Eagles defense in week two. It, it's screaming play Drew Sample, right? It just It's literally just sitting there going, Drew Sample, Drew Sample, Drew Sample, Drew Sample. So I guess Drew Sample is going to be my value pick of the week this week at the tight end position. Jack Doyle apparently looks like he's good to go, so no more Mo Alley at 3,800. I think that's someone we can fade. Jordan Reed, baby, he's up to 4K now. No George Kittle again in week three. Is he someone you're going with? No, I, I'll, I'm, a, I'm on the other side of it. I, I really now that now I'm looking at 5K for Evan Ingram. Uh, I I think he could score a touchdown. Watch uh, the the San Francisco defense doesn't scare me right now. Uh, so here's just a big question here, right? Dalton Schultz got a lot of targets last week against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, is now the tight end one with the season-ending injury to Blake Jarwin. He gets the Seahawks here, and the question becomes: Would Jamal? Adams come down from the safety position and play Dalton Schultz similarly how he did against Hayden Hurst when they played against the Falcons or will they move Jamal Adams to guard one of these three big wide receiver options as maybe like a guy over top if they do play him like that I think Dalton Schultz becomes an option but I I'm gonna fade Dalton Schultz this week and I would rather pay 200 more to get Hayden Hurst are you paying up for Tyler Higby, Darren Waller, or Noah Fant? No. The highest I'll go is... Um, Hurst? Uh, no, Evan Ingram at 5K. Okay. It, uh, so the three, the three that I'm playing on DK, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst. That's it. I'm not, I'm not looking anywhere else. Unless I'm doing a GP, like multiple build GPP, then maybe I'll put Ebron in there um, and then start looking for trash down below Rob Gronkowski is the Curtis Samuel of the Buccaneers he does nothing he's just out there the only reason why I would maybe consider Gronk is because this week Bruce Arians said that uh, the offense isn't built for tight ends to do anything and the last time he said anything like that he said Ronald Jones was the guy but Ronald Jones is not the guy so Ronald Jones is not the guy. So uh, it's Leonard. It, it's it's Leonard season. Defense. Leonard. I we'll we'll go through this real quick right before we we close out Friday fronts for today. Um, I don't know what, what I'm going to do with defense yet. I, so I just, since I paid down from Hayden Hurst to Drew Sample at tight end, I was able to pay up a little bit at defense to 3,600 Chargers. Makes sense. I mean. Oh, dude, this lineup looks so good right now. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, it... Mm. Just don't mess with it. Because your problem I'm not, is... I'm not touching this. This lineup is cashing. 100%. Your this problem is, is cashing. You, you build the perfect lineup, and then five minutes before lineup lock, you blow it up. So you... I know, I know, I know. What you need to do is just build... You need to uh, go into max three lineup contests... Put in your your original lineup and then put in two tinkers and then and then that's it, like, then call it a day. I uh, yeah, this is it. I I I I texted it to Phil as well. So on Sunday, if he doesn't 
texts me back this lineup that are you playing this lineup, then he's not a Friday friend anymore. He's let <laughs> me down. This is it. I need I need a history of what I put down on this lineup. God. Well. So any I don't know. Who is the I right, here we go. Hot takes before we sign off. Who is the highest scoring player in DFS this week? Highest scoring player? Um Carson Wentz. Oh, I'm going with Allen Robinson. Okay. I like it. Two touchdown game. I think he puts up 145 yards receiving. Could could get three. I like that. I really who's the like who is the biggest fade this weekend? Who's my biggest or like who? Like who? Do, who do you think will is gonna be popular? Who has like a high price tag? People are gonna play them, but he's gonna absolutely just just like fail, I guess. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Mine's going to be Josh Jacobs, 7,300. Josh Jacobs is good, but I, I the problem is with that hip injury, it's kind of like it's already baked in, you know? I, I think Nick Chubb is also going to be a fade for me. Nick Chubb. I like Nick Chubb. Would you go Kareem Hunt over Nick Chubb? I think I'd go Kareem Hunt over Nick Chubb, yeah. It's weird. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. I, I would go neither, to be honest. Fade I'd Ze- go Austin Eckler over Nick Chubb. But fade Zeke, then. You got to fade Zeke. Uh, see, that's that's going to be such a high-scoring game. I could see Dallas getting into the red zone, like, inside the five, and Zeke gets two touchdowns like that. Our, you know, like... Our buddy Jeff Mance pointed out to me that Zeke and Dak were fighting at the goal line, so that might that might move over to this week. Um, yeah, but, but they won the game. If they lost, I think it would be a bigger issue. Yeah, but I think because they were fighting at the goal line, they, they just... They lost, you know, just... They lost respect for you. They're not Friday friends. They're not they're Saturday not, friends. No, they're, they're not they're Sunday on the friends. They're not friends. It's like, you know why they fought? It's that commercial where Zeke is chewing too loud. <laughs> he was probably chewing too loud at the goal line. Yeah, probably. And Jack was like, why are you chewing so loud? And Zeke goes, I chew how I chew. And he didn't get the ball at the goal line. Dak ran it in himself. Hot, hot takes left and right by Ani Shree23. Follow my Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at OnlySandro, uh, where I'm just posting pictures of my head photoshopped on things. Um, Ooh, real quick, Titans ruled out wide receiver A.J. Brown already against Minnesota. Is it Adam Humphreys week two? No. Oh. No, okay. Derek Henry. And then Jonu Smith is Jonu Smith in play. Jonu Smith, yes. Okay, okay. Late addition to our DFS tight ends. Jonu Smith has entered entered the discussion. Yes. All right. Any last words before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, Lisa, you are going down. If you listen, I will be heckling you on Twitter all weekend. This is it. You will have no quarterback to play in your super flex spot. Sorry, we can be friends again come Monday because Tuesday. by Sunday Tuesday. night we will already have won that matchup. So no need to even Damn. worry about Monday night football. That's that's harsh. It's Tuesday. Yeah, harsh, harsh but true. <laughs> but because we don't have anybody going on Monday night, so okay. Well, uh, Ani is a little bit more confident than I. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'll I'll resume friendship on Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> this is one one lineup uh, that we just don't agree on. Yes, correct. The optimizer is going to put us in first place. Sorry. I always have faith in the optimizer. I do too. And I appreciate that. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, Cash in week three. Uh, Let us know how you do. Let us know what we should be watching on Netflix. And uh, we'll uh, be back with you next week right here on Friday, friends. Deuces. Play Cash Football DFS. Bye.